0: All right, and welcome to our first attempt of a first episode of the yet unnamed Spartan Sports Podcast. Working title. We're, we're working title. We'll talk about that shortly. But we're gathering here now over Zoom.com in anticipation of the fall two season on the heels of football's first scrimmage. Nate, we're picking up the Spartans' uh, year of sports sort of at the midway point but still a lot to look forward to as we near the end of the year here
1: yeah definitely um and i can say so i've been working with the um coach golden asked me to work with the kickers uh for the football team so i've been i've been going to uh some of their practices and i was at the scrimmage yesterday and the kids are definitely excited i think especially for anybody playing anything in fall two they've had a bigger a bigger gap So like, you know, we did soccer last fall and then we played this fall, but for football they played last fall and now they've had to wait an extra like half of a year, half of a school year. So. Um, you know, they were practicing throughout the fall. They were kind of chomping at the bit, ready to go. And uh, you can definitely feel that and sense that in the practices and the scrimmage. The kids are really excited. And I think the coaches are as well. You can kind of have that sense of how excited everybody is. So it's exciting, definitely. And same thing with track practice has been going on outside. And um, we have Miss Roberts, who's taken over the program this year and really doing a nice job. She's out there with her megaphone Uh, given instructions which is fun to see and fun to hear from the classroom oh yeah yeah, you got to watch it it's good stuff so so yeah a lot of excitement definitely
0: yeah and as we look forward to starting you know actually breaking down what's been going on in these in these in these games ahead you could definitely you definitely get the feeling uh that we're about to, to start something here. The hallways after school um, have, have not been as as busy as um, at any point this year during our COVID-ridden school year as they have been uh, since football's begun. Seeing the boys in the hallway and seeing everyone getting ready for track and going outside and with the warm weather slowly returning, it feels like we're at the beginning of uh, you know something positive that people are actually looking forward to finally.
1: It's crazy, too, because the everybody, the, the whole word around like the whole state when they announced the fall, too, was like, who's going to want to play football in February? Who's going to want to run track in February? And I swear it was like something happened that first week where we started where the weather just suddenly got so much better so quick. Yep. And, you know, you this, like you said, walking in the halls and then you walk outside and the sun's out and it's, there's, you know, not too bad of a breeze. The wind is relatively under control and it's. It just feels like, um, you know, hoping that this trend of weather continues and this is going to feel like a a normal fall season, if not even better, because late, usually in the fall, the later you go, you playing on Thanksgiving and practicing before that, and it's freezing sometimes. And now it's like the deeper you go into the season, it's actually getting it warmer and warmer, which is what we experience in the spring. And it's like, awesome. So, um, I think everybody will really enjoy that. And by the time they're done playing in April, it's gonna feel really nice out. Um, and you know, everything that comes with being able to spread out more outside and do everything outside is positive right now. So
0: yeah, and not just warmer, but also lighter, right? Normally in the fall, you guys um, by o- October, you're trying to get your practices in before 415, before it gets pitch black outside. And now we actually have the opposite football scene. Track or seeing longer and longer, you know, uh, periods of daylight. We're a week, a little week and a half away from the clocks going forward again. Mm. Uh, that second Sunday of March every year, and uh, definitely, yeah, just a bizarre spring start to our yeah. spring season here.
1: No, I was just gonna say we have a lot of kids who are taking advantage of the fourth season, and I, like I have some soccer players who are like, yeah, I'm gonna try football, and and I totally encourage that because I know if if it were me and I had the chance, if I had lost the season last year if I could do is play and try to play a sport in every season possible so I think that's that's a cool little added wrinkle to this year even though there have been so many challenges you're getting some kids who are getting to try new sports for the first time which I think is pretty cool so
0: yeah speaking of trying new things we've had the opportunity those last couple of basketball games of the of the weird winter season to start experimenting with getting the commentary up and running on our, on our YouTube feed. And that's kind of the genesis of what we're doing here as we look forward to spring and getting that camera set up outside, whether that's here or at another school's field that we're borrowing for football or whatever else. And as we look forward to the spring season, getting the camera up and running for, um, uh, up for lacrosse in particular and, um, trying to keep this commentary running through the end of the year and hopefully even into 2021's year
1: yeah it's been i i would say you know like you and i obviously discussed it and talked about potentially doing it and i was really involved with getting the camera set up in the gym and so like when i when i realized and learned and read a lot about the potential that you can kind of do your own broadcast and and commentate um know i thought it would be interesting to try and i think i think both of us feel that like we had so much more fun with it than we thought we were going to like i had a blast doing it i really did and um do i do i necessarily think anybody cares what we have to say probably not but that's okay um you know we're maybe we're just the trailblazers and we set the path for other people to do it i'm fine with that i don't have such a big ego that i think um anybody actually you know cares about (laughs) our opinions on this stuff. But I do think that people would like to be able to hear from some of our coaches and athletes more. And I feel like this is an opportunity to do that because I I feel like in high school, especially players and coaches don't have an avenue to um get their thoughts out there and um you know they don't have like a big interaction with the media so the newspaper does a great job but like they you know it's a small staff and they're they write great articles and those sorts of things and people get quoted and stuff but um we don't really get a chance to hear directly from their perspective enough i don't think um and so that's that's the portion of it that i'm really excited for so
0: yeah absolutely and, and and speak for yourself. My ego is massive, and I would not want to ever be replaced in in doing this. But no, but um yeah, that was kind of part of the thought process. Even even looking back two years, I've been so re- happy and excited for us to get this up and running off the ground. Even looking back two years, with the start of the of the school newspaper website, which has been put on hold this year with all of our kind of lack of uh, ability to gather in clubs and stuff with weird flex periods and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, That started off as we want to have a space for our students to write and talk about sports as instead of depending on whatever south coast today or whoever else to pick up the stories and you know here and there cover our team part of the part of the hope of the school newspaper website and hopefully next year as well um if we talk about it too much you and i may end up having to be in charge of that too so maybe we should shut up now but uh, is, was just to give our students a space to actually, you know, talk about what they're doing and talk about themselves and their sports without having to rely on outside, you know, media sources to, to cover as wonderful as it is when they do.
1: Yeah, I think that's, I think that's really cool and interesting. And I always think of, think back to this um, Players Tribune, website that Derek Jeter was very involved in and I'm a huge Yankees fan. Derek Jeter is the greatest. So um, I have, Mm -hmm. I enjoy it that much more, but he basically made this website where it was a chance to let athletes, professional athletes tell their story, talk about different issues like unfiltered from their own perspective without having to go through this third party like person writing an article. Um, and it's given a voice to a lot of athletes and they've really taken good advantage of it, which
0: has been pretty cool to see. <clears throat> well, let's, with the time that we have left here before we welcome on uh, Colby and Declan to talk about the, this past boys basketball season Let's use a few minute, few remaining minutes we have to just talk about the year that we've really had so far. Um, obviously, like everything else this year, there's been nothing normal about athletics so far, although they've slowly been becoming more normal feeling as we've mm-hmm. seen a lot of the restrictions and protocols kind of lessen or change or go away altogether. Um, but before we talk about how things have changed, you coach back in the fall. So let's talk quickly about what, you know, the impact of COVID, even just going back to that first fall season um, and how you see that sort of morphing now as we go into fall two.
1: Yeah. um, It was definitely a challenge. And I would say that there were lots of points of frustration. Um, And I would say, you know, it was probably one time a day, whether it was practice or a game, where you know, you're know you looking at one of your other coaches or one of your players and you're just like shaking your head and like frustration about how mm. things are different. But I would say the amount of times each day where it's like you're looking at a coach or a player and saying, man, like it's great to be out here doing this again, outweighs all of that completely. And so I think like, you know, I think they, they, the intentions were really good with the modifications. And I think some of them, um they've modified the modifications like you said going into the fall too because a lot of schools didn't play soccer in the fall like we did and now the fall two modifications for soccer have become much different um because they learned through what happened in the fall um so i'm interested definitely to see some local soccer um especially like the south coast conference is going to be um getting ready to play here soon so Um, But yeah, the biggest sentiment again and again is just like, we we're all thankful that the school gave us the opportunity to play. Um, And everybody who's worked super hard to keep it going has done such a good job and had to be so vigilant. Um, And, you know, it's not, it's not a surprise because if you're a part of this community, then you know what it's all about and you know what the people are all about and how hard everybody works together. Um, so it's no surprise, but it's just been great to have this, um, this school year with, with so much that's different, the fact that we still get to do sports and, and, and music and all these other extracurricular, extracurricular activities that we have.
0: What's the number one rule change from fall soccer or any fall sport that you <clears throat> are, are looking forward to never having to worry about ever again? <laughs>
1: Well, one of our games was directly impacted by a rule that it's, it's so basically there is no heading was allowed in the fall. Oh, right, right, right. And um, we had a game where one of our players instinctively, because he's been doing it his whole life, went up and headed a ball right in front of our goal um, to clear it because that's what he's always done. And so basically that gave the other team uh, an indirect kick six yards away from the goal. And then they tell us, we, we can't make a wall because we'll be too close. And they're taking our players off the field and out of the way and basically saying, like, here, here's a free free shot on net that's going to be impossible to defend with, like, five minutes left. And so that was the most frustrating point of the entire season. And because, you know, our kids felt like they were kind of unfairly, you know, we, we ended up losing the game one nothing, And we were trying to tell each other at the end, like, we did not deserve to lose that game one nothing. So... Um, It was funny because I have a couple of friends in a group text, uh, one of whom is Mr. Raposa, who coaches with us, obviously, Um, and we were talking about like, what would you change? How would you change that? And so um, our other friend who coaches at Wareham, he and I were saying like, okay, if somebody heads the ball in the box, then give the other team a free kick, but put it at the 18, like in line with where they were. So out of the penalty area, and then it just becomes a regular free kick and we actually have a chance to defend it. And that's actually what they did end up doing. So that's the new rule for the fall too. And I'm thankful for that because it makes a lot more sense. And hopefully nobody will be uh, harshly done by that rule. I don't think they will be (laughs) uh, like we were, so.
0: Yeah, you guys guys were martyrs for the cause. Definitely. So do you think looking back, you know, that this 2020-2021 this sports year was our school's introduction to this new, um, our new Catholic conference with a lot of new faces, a lot of new buildings and fields that we've never traveled to before. You think ultimately it was kind of a good thing that our first year breaking in was this sort of more calm less official first year or do you think it would have been better to just go in blind or you know get thrown in the deep end with full competition
1: i think i i would actually yeah i think the fact that um covet impacted and changed so much was actually a good thing because so many schools are playing only in their conference and we had a very few small number of games out of conference but the fact that we got to play all the schools that were participating in each sport in our conference was a positive thing. And we got to go and see some of these schools for the first time um, and play on some really nice fields and in some really nice gyms for volleyball and basketball and those sorts of things. so I think it gave us a chance to just focus on that part of it. And like, we're mm-hmm. going to focus on the CCL and this, this is how the CCL is going to do this, that, and the other. And so we've been on the same page with them. And I think we've built some like good connections with these other schools and have a better relationship Um after the fact, because we we only played each other and we've got to know. And so like one of the soccer coaches is the president of this uh, Eastern Mass Soccer Association thing. And we got to talking and he got us, he got staying involved in that. And so now we're a part of that and we'll be able to nominate all-stars and things like that, which is exciting. So um, I think it's a really good fit to competition wise. I, I was really happy with it with soccer. I felt like we fit in perfectly. Um, You know, there's always going to be certain sports where it's different, whereas some sports is like this conference is going to be really strong in this sport um, and maybe uh, not as strong in another. But I I think if you ask the coaches across the board, they would say like they feel like the competition level is really good and that it it, it's a really good fit for us. So I'm excited about it and excited about seeing, you know, how it develops further going into next year.
0: Aside from the. Um, aside from the obvious benefit of actually having a conference schedule to play now, which certainly makes the scheduling part of every season significantly easier. uh, What are the other biggest changes to being in the CCL now, as opposed to our mostly independent uh, schedules in the past?
1: Yeah. Well, so you, the biggest thing is when you, when we had three teams, um, previously in the um oh my gosh I'm forgetting the name EAC sorry um that meant that like for soccer that gives you four conference games and now you've got to go and schedule 14 other games um against a bunch of different schools which is really tough like if you if you are in the experience of like reaching out to coaches and trying to get games, it can be a, a big headache and very, very difficult. So the mm-hmm. fact that we have such a big conference now means that we will have less non-conference games, um, but it'll be much easier for a, uh, a scheduling standpoint. Um, and I think you just get to know the teams a little bit better, um, which like, like I referenced already, I think is a positive thing. So um, in years past, it's like, okay, you know, we have four games, two against Coyle, two against Fian. Now we got a schedule, two against this team. We only get one from this team, and it just becomes very, very challenging. And sometimes it's like you can't get the number of games that you want to, or you have to play some powerhouse team that you weren't accounting for on your schedule, which can be really tough. So I think that's, that's a positive, and I think this conference is really going to get us ready for the state tournaments, too, because there's a lot of Division II teams in our conference, um, which should help us just from a level of competition you know, we'll be better prepared going into the, the state tournament. So it's exciting.
0: What's the traveling like?
1: Traveling's tough, um, but the way that they structured it in a really smart way. Um, so we have a, we have, it's regional. So we have a Southern region in our conference, which consists of us, uh, Cardinal Spellman, which is in Brockton, which isn't too bad. Archbishop Williams, which is in Braintree, which isn't too bad. And then Bishop Feehan, who's in Attleboro, as we know, and isn't too bad. Um, And we play those teams twice. But the teams who are furthest away, a team like Austin Prep, who's all the way up in Reading, or a team like Bishop Fenwick, who's in Mm. Peabody, those teams, we only play once. And so basically, what we're going to do is we're going to flip flop who travels when. So this year, for instance, Bishop Fenwick came to us for soccer on a Saturday. Now next year we'll go to them, uh, but so they really did the best that they could in terms of cutting down the travel. Sure. Um, and so because of that, we have some Saturday. You know, you have some long Saturdays, but um, I think I find that like you know we all enjoy we all enjoy it. We all want to be there. We we bring we get some pizzas after the game and like we make a day out of it and have fun and enjoy it the best we can. Um, and so it's been a good thing, especially with, like, we we are always talking about how little the kids get to socialize with each other when they're on the bus for that long, they really get a chance to be with each other and enjoy each other's company. So there's positives and negatives, of course, but I think it worked pretty well for the
0: most part. That's awesome. Well, we're on the verge of beginning this fall two season officially. Like we mentioned at the beginning, football had their first scrimmage yesterday against New Bedford High, and it sounded like that went pretty well. And I don't think track or cheer has done anything scrimmage or official quite yet. But we're about to kick off this short and um, novel fall two season. What do we have to look forward to? What's the schedule like coming up here in these coming weeks?
1: So for football, um, we have our first game next Friday on the 12th, and that's going to be at Cardinal Spellman, and then our first home game is going to be the following Saturday, so we play, right now we have three Friday games and four Saturday games, and the Saturday games are in the afternoon, and again I think is to account for that travel. Um, but it's a good mix um, to give us an opportunity to see these teams play, and I, you know, as far as I know, all these schools are going to be doing their best to live stream the game, so we'll get a chance to watch them. And like we said, hopefully, call the games if we're able to. Uh, but yeah, the first game is Cardinal Spellman, which is exciting because it's again, it's a it's a South team, which means a little bit more for us in our conference. Um, and so, you know, I know that the coaches and the players are geared up and fired up and ready to go um, give it their best shot uh, next Friday and then and then host Archbishop Williams the following Saturday on the 20th
0: they're not doing uh, playoffs for football right just like they didn't do it for tournaments for the other <coughs> sports either
1: correct there's so there's seven um, regular season games which is is good it's a good solid schedule so um, and you know for so for our home games if our field is up to it we're going to try and play all, all of our games here. Um, if there are issues with the field, though, luckily we have a good relationship with New Bedford High, who's going to let us use their turf anytime that we need it, which is, a, which is big. So oh, That
0: is awesome. Well, we have football to look forward to starting next Friday. We got track starting up, we got cheer, and we'll be sure to get people from all these different uh, teams on the show with us in the near future. The as of yet unnamed show. And so we want to just open up the floor here to anyone who bothers to watch or listen to this. And uh, we, need, we, we, need, we need name recommendations. So if anyone uh, has any ideas for our Spartans sports show, uh, a, a good, clever, really engaging title, uh, shoot me or Mr. Green an email. You know where to find us.
1: Absolutely, or if this, we might be on YouTube so you can put one in the comment. Um,
0: Yikes, we're leaving the comments open.
1: Oh yeah, you have to.
0: Oh no, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm to start, start brushing my hair before coming on. Don't right. worry,
1: I can, I can filter them, so anything negative will just get <laughs> deleted anyway. So
0: it's like, man, G Hurst's 27 is just saying all these nice things over and over again. <laughs> um, okay, so we'll definitely get football on. We'll get cheer people on. We'll get track on. We got esports going on. Absolutely, we so have access to those guys, so we'll get them on to talk about spring esports season. But today we're going to look backwards a little bit. Uh, Mr. Green is going to have Colby and Declan on um, next to talk about the, this past basketball season, this boys' basketball season. Declan's going to talk about his four years here. Um, and we'll wrap up our look at the basketball and the winter season before we say goodbye and get ready for episode number two when we'll welcome back, welcome on um, some other um, faces from the fall two teams anything else you want to say before i get out of here and leave you with the coach
1: i would just say um you're a pro first of all you had some good really good segues in there and wrapped us up very nicely so well done um, I would also say that if there's anything that any, if anybody listens to it, which we'll see what happens, but if anybody has suggestions, like, please, by all means, give us your ideas. If you if anybody wants to come on and I think we yes. can, you know, expand it um, to, to like, I was talking to uh, Ms. Murphy Lee yesterday and she was telling me about this new show that she's written. So like, we would definitely love to hear from her and hear from the kids who were involved in, in theater and putting that production on because it sounds really exciting. So um, we're, we're open and willing to any ideas that anybody has. So please let us know. And yes, definitely help us out with a name because we have no idea right now.
0: I don't know if our if uh, chorus needs any more free press and they already get, but we'll see. Oh, that's our bell. <laughs> so on that note, all right, Nate, well have fun talking with Coach and with Declan and we will do this again soon.
1: All right, so we've got two Bishop saying legends on episode one. Couldn't think of anybody else better to start with than these two guys. Um, Unfortunately, Mr. Hurst couldn't be here uh, for this part of it, but um, we're going to roll on and and he'll, he'll, he's going to listen and and let us know what he thinks about how it went. So um, just a few, few questions to start with. We'll play a couple games towards the end. Uh, but I'll let you know about what those are going to look like in a second. So first, most important question, you guys listen to us broadcast the games, at least one of them. I know each of you listen to at least pieces of one. So any feedback on our broadcasting skills?
2: Yeah, I, um, I liked it a lot, it, especially with you being a basketball coach, you got to explain a lot of the basketball aspects to the typical fan. Um, pointing out like playing a 2-3 zone, we're going to give up rebounds. So, you know, we're actually coaching and kids are playing and, you know, people are yelling like, hey, you got to get a rebound. And we kind of know like this is what's going to happen. Uh, we're doing this for a reason. And, and you explained all that in the actual game. And I think that was awesome. It, it was a lot of fun and people could actually learn while watching, um, you know, Bishop Stanley play basketball.
3: Yeah, I liked it a lot. It's a lot better than just watching the game in silence. You guys added a little bit of your own flair to it, so it was good. Yeah, I think I think
1: a lot of it probably went over a lot of people's heads, but I mean, I th- I, I got messages from people being like, "Oh, like, wow, like you're actually talking about the game," and I'm like, "Well, that's all I know. I don't know how to do this. Okay. I just know the game, so I'm going to talk about it from like what I'm seeing in that in that standpoint." So,
2: yeah, absolutely
1: um all right so what were so obviously there were so many things about this year that were different uh Declan you played soccer and basketball now um obviously coach Santos you worked in basketball what were the what would you guys say were the biggest challenges whether it's like in game or if it's day to day um what were the biggest challenges trying to do this this year during COVID
2: um I think uh the mask was obviously an issue with um basketball is just constant running up and down and then the mask falling and and always having to watch that and i thought we were watching not only just how basketball was going but you had to be aware of all the covid protocols and then the shortened halftime um the my style of a coach and that that hurt me a lot i didn't say it out loud and publicly but I, I like going into halftime and making adjustments, having time talking and then talking without anyone listening to me. And, um, that took a toll on my style of coaching personally. So, um, those two factors were, were tough.
1: I same. So the, the halftime killed me because we would always like, and I, and I think you're the same way. Cause I've actually talked to you at those points of games, but it's like, you get 10 minutes of halftime in the first two minutes most times you're, only, you're talking to your assistant coaches like what do Absolutely. we see what can we change and yep. then you then have like five minutes to go and tell your team and when you have two and a half minutes like you don't even have a chance to have those conversations with your coaches or whoever else and so it's brutal
2: yeah and it, and it we needed to stop a lot of momentums this year and that could have stopped momentums and and then we draw up and go steal a couple possessions early and those couple possessions, you know, how many games do we losing a couple possessions. Those right there could have helped on our end to try and fix those. Yeah, and I wasn't a fan of that.
1: Right. What do you think, Declan?
3: Yeah, I mean the mask was the big difference this year, but I kind of just miss like the locker room environment, like spending more time with the guys, I mean you you got to see them for literally an hour and a half every day and then you were out the door. We didn't have study hall, didn't lift together. It was just brief moments, I guess. So there weren't a lot of that extra stuff that, I mean, play, it's part of playing sports and I miss that a lot. But other than that, I mean, still 90% the same game. So I was just glad to be out there playing.
1: Yeah, I would say bus rides too. Like I, I if if you if you go on a long bus ride and go play somewhere and get a big upset, like there's nothing better than that bus ride. Yeah, it's like you're coming home and you have like half the kids everybody's all spaced out and it just felt like totally different so
2: yeah and a lot of times i was shocked i was freezing at first until we cranked the heat but (laughs) even that i mean those windows down man that is brutal
1: (laughs) absolutely so one of the things too i i said on the on one of the broadcasts and i feel strongly i was like if Because I know how our home gym gets, especially for boys games, like it gets packed. And I'm telling Mr. Hurst, like if we have a full crowd for these games, like this team's maybe 500 at home or better, like we we get a lift from our crowd because our crowds are always crazy. And it's it's only ever going to help you know, our players, like we've all watched that happen over the yeah, last I few years. So
2: at real, I think it was at one point, it was a handful of games we've ever lost at home. Like, it's just, it's one of those things we talk about protecting home and that those crowds, I love our gym as much as it's small and people might complain as a coach here. I, I absolutely love it because mm-hmm. it only takes a couple people to make that gym loud. And then we take advantage of that.
1: Um, it would you, are there any positives, like any upside to this year with all the changes? Is there anything you can think of that was like helpful about it?
2: I think the conference tournament, um, was huge, and I, I hope that stays. I would love for it to be, say, like Gus, for instance, um, we won a game, and then you go into the conference tournament, just like college basketball. If you win that conference tournament, you get a bid into the state tournament. And there's no reason why we can't do that in mass. So everyone has their conference tournament. And then as a coach, it'll keep your players engaged because at the end of the year, you can still keep saying, you know, we got a tournament we can prepare. We might get hot. And if we get hot and knock off some teams, then we can go play in the state tournament. And I think that would be
3: a great thing for high school sports. Yeah, I agree. I like the conference tournament a lot that gave us a chance to compete and even in a postseason when we wouldn't necessarily earned it in a normal year. But uh, I like that idea a lot, and I feel like it could definitely be done because that February vacation week, you can definitely have a whole conference tournament during that week and then lead right into the MIA tournament first week of March or the last week of February.
1: Yeah, I think I think the, the biggest thing would be, like, you just have to take, take off one or two of your regular season games, you know? Yeah. Um And if you're going to like guarantee that everybody gets in, you know what I mean? Just to, just for the logistical standpoint, but it shouldn't be a problem because sometimes you have some schools that play like 18 games and then other schools, like, I feel like Wareham always played like 22. So that's the the max. So you, you really have some flexibility. So I agree. I'd like to see that. I mean, like I'm a, I'm a Syracuse fan for college basketball. And it's like, how many years were they like, yeah. okay. And then they get, and it's like, they're going to, they can win this conference tournament any year. Like does not matter because yep. they're going to peak Absolutely. at that point and they have a chance. Yep. So, um, I think there is a lot of momentum towards that just like what I've seen online and on Twitter and stuff. So that's exciting. Um, all right. So season highlights, <laughs> um, I asked you guys to try to come up with a season highlight. Like obviously Declan, you had your thousand points, um, and that seems like that would be like the natural choice if you, we were to ask you what your season highlight was. But the way that that game ended, I know that ended up being like, even though it was a celebratory day, like the night ended up being tough just because of how like we, you guys lost on the buzzer beater. So um, something other than that, that you would point to as like a highlight of the season, is there anything else you can think of?
3: I mean, I guess just being able to play, like I saw a lot of my buddies play over at like the prep school level and they didn't really have a season. Just being able to compete against other teams and go out and just play basketball, even if it was in front of nobody. I mean, I was just fortunate to be able to do that. And I was glad that MIA was able to put something on. So I guess that the whole season was kind of the highlight considering the circumstances. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I'll piggyback off that. I agree with that. Um, And then the new league learning, I got to learn as a coach standpoint about a bunch of new schools and then um I mean, Declan might not know, but I, that game against Arlington Catholic, he scored 31, I think took the least amount of dribbles i seen a high school basketball player take. Uh, I thought that was, I've watched the film like three or four times. I thought it was one of the coolest things. We we put in an offense to try and limit the amount of dribbles we were taking and he took full advantage. And, um, you know, the night before he just basically told me he's not losing the game and, And the team responded and he predicted it and came through and it was a good senior moment and it was a good way to cap off a career.
1: Okay. Um, So, yeah, we're going to try and, I mean, I think you and I are both sick of just having to say good things about him over and over again. So we're going to try and cut it down as much as we possibly can. We're almost, we're almost done with that. So that's, that's <laughs> something to look forward to. Yeah. Um. But Declan just, I mean, I, you've kind of talked about it a little bit already in, in what you've said, but like just reflecting on four years, maybe bigger than basketball or all your sports or just all your, your experience at staying, like what is, how has it been, you know, what has it meant to you? Stuff like that.
3: I mean, I'll start with basketball I guess my freshman sophomore even my junior we had a pretty good team I mean I was able to play at the Boston Garden not too many kids to say that I played with some great guys I had Kobe was nice enough to put me on the varsity team my freshman year so <laughs> I got to experience a really really good team I always say that my probably my second favorite game I've ever played and I never stepped on the floor it was the night we beat Catholic Memorial at home yeah, I was just so excited to be part of it like I, I was on that team like I didn't touch the floor, but I was filling up the water bottles. I was doing my role. But uh, basketball, I just enjoyed going every day, going to practice, and then being part of, like, a winning culture. I mean, we experienced something different this year, but we still worked hard. We still game planned. I was just happy to be part of that family. And then for the other sports, same thing pretty much. I mean, I've played with some great teammates. I've had great coaches. had great all-around experiences. And uh, I'm just – Really lucky for my high school experience, and I'm glad I picked where I went, and I'm glad I was able to meet a lot of these new people, and hopefully I was able to carry the tradition on. I don't know.
1: Well said. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people, a lot of people on the outside won't ex- won't understand certain things like what you're talking about, being a freshman. And you know somebody comes to the game and is like, well, why why would Colby put him on varsity if he's not going to play? And it's like, and and you know, having that mindset from the outside, it's like, okay, I understand why you're saying that, but this kid's now going to get to play against Dame and Justin in practice every day, and he's going to get to go up against um, Sam Golden in the post and. And all of the things that are gonna make him so much better. And not only that, but being a part of those games and like seeing what it takes and seeing the way that the kids who are who are playing are carrying themselves and like getting a taste of that environment pays off so so hugely down the road. Um, I think. So I, I'm yeah, sure you would agree. Absolutely. Coach.
2: And and just in his response now, it's tough finding kids that accept that. Like he said, holding a water bottle, doing chairing and and knew his role. And the practices were his game. He still scored a thousand points. He's going to go down as one of the greatest players we've had in this program. And uh, he was just behind really good guards, but he was the little brother to them. And then they each, you know, Justin had game. You know, Bryson was here. He had a really good, you know, help role players. And and Declan this year sometimes felt like he was on an island, but you know, he he learned so much from them and and then became an absolute animal and and it's because the freshman year being the you know the type of practices we had sometimes those practices were harder than the games and they they go at it we everything we do is live and, and it gets you to compete at a high level and, and um what was pretty cool too I remember on the, I was walking in the gym and I went to speak to his dad and I was gonna say like if you want me to play him on JV and he cut me off and he was like I get what you're doing. Trust me. Don't worry about it. And it felt good as a coach knowing like, all right. Validation. Let's do it. Yeah. So it, it was awesome.
1: And yeah, going off that practice thing, like I'll tell, I tell anybody that'll listen, like I've never seen like the, I I would show up to practice. I would have paid to show up to some of those practices (laughs) and watch them go at it because I've never seen anything like that. Like I've never seen a team practice like that where they were just going at each other every single day. It was awesome. Um, So kind of piggybacking off that you just talked about it a little bit, but um, you know, you've obviously coached a bunch of great players. Like we mentioned Damian, Justin, uh, Bryson, um, you know, you, you could give us a, a, a long list, I'm sure. Uh, but what do you think, if you were just talking about like purely basketball standpoint, what do you think is different about Declan?
2: I think his IQ, um, he might not be, you know, as athletic as Bryson, um, but the situ like he's going to be able to play basketball for a long time because he, he plays it so slow that it's fast. And it's like a Paul Pierce. Like Paul Pierce's footwork is incredible. His angles.
1: Who's that? Who's Paul Pierce?
2: <laughs> you know, and even Joe Ingles. he's a lefty like Declan, you know, but it's just those things he understands. And that's what's gotten them this far. I mean, Burke, sophomore year. You know, everyone's worried about stopping Damon, and Justin. And they they did that the thing like they usually do. And Declan, I believe, had 28 points. I don't know if he dribbled the ball, but he found gaps in the zone. He understood. He did his homework with film and everything, and that's what separates himself. Um, He beats you mentally before you even step on the floor.
3: Mm.
1: I remember, too, in that game, he hit the side of the backboard at the end of the third quarter and then buried and, the uh, next one <laughs>
2: yeah. and
1: and it's like oh geez like you know he kind of rushed a shot or whatever and then the ball yep. comes back to him Is like didn't even think for a second that he wasn't gonna let it fly and yeah. then he just and knocks we, it down the next one
2: justin a who gave him the ball right back and that goes mm-hmm. the, the type of teams we had with the trust and it was incredible
1: right i always i always say like too, just from the basketball standpoint like um You know, like you said, not the fastest, not necessarily the most athletic, but in terms of like getting into a pull up shot, never, I haven't really seen many people um, quicker than that. And I I talked about that a lot when we were calling the games, like he's just going to get to a spot and elevate. And by the time you react to that and try to challenge a shot, like you're not even there, you know what I mean? He's at at a spot with the ball where he's releasing it that you can't, you can't even affect at that point just because he gets into it so quickly yeah so, exactly um all right so looking to next year for both of you guys um Declan what wh- is you have any updates or like what where you're looking to go or what the plan is
3: I'm um, still waiting to hear back from a couple schools but uh continuing basketball is definitely an option and I'm obviously heavily considering it but uh nothing's official yet but I'm just gonna keep trying to get in the gym and work on my game. So I'm always ready to go just in case the opportunity presents itself. So nothing officially decided yet. And then
1: coach, what do you, what do you, how are you feeling about where the program's at, where it's going and what are you looking forward to for next year?
2: Um, I mean, it could only go up from this year, but <laughs> we're going to, we're going to be all right. It's a, I mean, you you coach two sports years, Catholic school, you, you don't know what your team is year in and year out. Um, so when it comes time when enrollment is done, I know September when you guys start school, I'll have an idea who's back and who's not, if there's something new, and then we'll get back to work. Um, we'll be fine. We're going to be in the mix next year, and, and we'll figure it
1: out. Yeah, it's so true, because I, I mean, I coached at Fairhaven and, and for soccer and basketball and lacrosse, and it's like, all right, who do I have coming up next year? Like so-and-so's brother and so-and-so's yeah, sister. Exactly. And, and it's like, you, everybody knows everybody. We're here. You have no idea what you're going to get. No. And that's 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 something that people don't, again, another thing that people from the outside don't think about won't understand.
2: Yeah. If we got a gel in, in weeks compared to these guys right. could have been playing 6th, 7th, 8th grade all the way up, we got to figure right. it out in a short time.
1: Absolutely. All right, so now we're going to try and have a little bit of fun. I'm going to give you guys some rapid fire, so um, <laughs> so we'll go we'll go. Colby, you answer first, and then Declan answers right after, um, okay. and just just kind of as quick as you can. Um, you know, no pressure, but uh, it, it is rapid fire. So um, go to pregame meal. What are you eating before a game?
2: Um. I'm probably going to grab a white Reese's Cups from the Cumberland Farms right outside of Stang. Sweetest fish. It used to be a monster drink. Um, My family got on me about that, so now it's usually a coffee. And then I got to grab a white Gatorade, and Justin Lopes was famous at taking my white Gatorade in the middle of the game.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I just get peanut M&Ms in the water.
1: (laughs) Okay uh pregame song if you had to listen to one song before a game to get you pumped up and and you can talk about when you were a player cole because uh, you know everybody knows that you had a uh a big basketball career as a player too so like i don't i don't want to hear about you know all this new music i want to hear about what you were listening to back in oh our day. it was
2: anything by jay-z I, I remember walking james madison campus and um Kingdom Come, his album had just dropped and it was right before basketball season. Oh, I lost my mind. That was it. Was it. To, I played it was,
1: foot. was that supposed to be the last one too?
2: So it black album was the last one. And then uh he made the a return one. like surprisingly out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like he was Jordan. <laughs> and uh yeah, I I was ready to go. So I'm a I'm a big Jay Z guy and I'll still, you know, riding to get ready to coach. I'll find a song in the car and, and play it. So as long as my
1: I, son's not with me, <laughs> no, no church in the wild always got me so fired oh, up. Before yeah. games. yeah,
2: I
3: like that.
1: Declan, what about you?
3: Uh, I listen to like anything really. I listen to a lot of Lil Baby, and then I listen to Khalid to like calm me down, <laughs> kind of like vibe out. But big Miley Cyrus guy, right? Yeah, I mean, I listen to anything. I like Taylor yeah. Swift a lot too. I know, I heard it. Yeah,
1: all right. Um, where's your well, favorite? Actually,
3: actually, I got a song unwritten by natasha ben- benfield something like that it's a great I, I rediscovered this year i listened to it on i mean i wouldn't listen to it like the moment before but always on the bus it was, it was in the airpods
1: thanks thank you thank you for that um favorite shooting spot where do you want to shoot from if if you the game's on the line where do you want to catch the ball and shoot from colby
2: uh me uh, top of the key i mean i wish i could some days just come out there and uh take a, at least a get a good shot but uh, yeah, I was the top of the key. I was a point guard, so anything on the top.
3: Yeah, I like the elbows.
1: Yeah, you do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> made a living.
1: <laughs> biggest weakness in your game. What was the what was the biggest weakness in your game, Colby? Um.
2: Uh, <laughs> posting up. <laughs> I, I think it was just strength. I was like 175 pounds playing, 185 pounds playing in the Colonial League when I first got into college, and I just got I got tossed around. I'd go in there. I was hoping it was a foul, but I just really ran into big guys. <laughs> yeah.
1: Declan, what do you think?
3: I'd say get into the rim off the dribble.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. This is a big, very big question, okay? Uh, Colby, LeBron or LeBron? Colby. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <Kobe. laughs> I'm not answering that.
1: <laughs> Declan.
3: I like LeBron. I don't know if he's the greatest. He's probably the best basketball player of all time. But he's not the I greatest. Didn't, basketball yeah,
1: player. no, I didn't say it. I just said LeBron or LeBron. So <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, know. Just, I, okay.
3: I read the room.
1: All right. So maybe the toughest question or um uh, rapid fire what's wrong with the celtics
2: i i just think they haven't played together if you look across the nba um everyone's like almost 500 and like we've noticed this year you took fans away from the game this basketball in general fans make the biggest impact on a game and you got young guys Jason Tatum you know uh Jalen Brown, all these guys, they the they're 23, 24, they play with fans. You know, it's easy for LeBron because the, he's been through everything. Um But I, I think they're going to be all right. I heard today maybe Grant, they're going after Jeremiah Grant from the Pistons. I don't know if that helps, but I, I think they're going to be all right. I just, I hope they stop dogging my guy, Brad. I think he's a great coach.
1: Oh, yeah. Declan, you want to touch that, or is that tough to follow?
3: No, I, I'll go. I just think the stretch right now without Marcus Smart hurts him. I think Marcus yeah, Smart guy. guy. He helps them win games. So.
1: Yeah, he's such a pain. Um, he's such a pain. Um, all right, favorite athlete ever it doesn't have to be a basketball player, but I'm assuming you're both going to say basketball players.
2: Uh, mine's Muhammad Ali.
1: All right, good. Tom Brady. Even still. all right so i keep saying it's the toughest question but this is definitely got to be the toughest question what's the best outfit you ever saw coach dave wear
3: (laughs) i got mine already
1: i think it's gonna be the same yeah it
2: gotta be at the garden yeah they they, like the kids wanted it to come back it became you win once in in an outfit man and the kids ask You you gotta you gotta perform for them
3: I like that one. And then we played at Brookline that same year. He wore like a purple and gray ombre. I, he was rocking. It. He had his chain out.
1: It's all He's about a, confidence. It's all about confidence. By far. Absolutely. He rocks it all. The one thing
3: I can kind of like chirp his style for is he shows up with the same like little kid backpack. He's got to get himself like a designer bag. <laughs> it doesn't match the fit.
1: <laughs> all right. So that's it for Rapid Fire. Now, I got, I got two more games that we're going to try that we'll, um, I'm very excited about. All right. So uh, I coached you in soccer for three years. This is for Declan only. I coached you in soccer for three years. You had Colby in basketball for four years. So this is a, this is a question of who's more likely, like which coach is more likely. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> which coach is more likely to snap at practice?
3: You are. Uh I am Coach Green. Yeah.
1: All right. So yeah, just say Coach Green. And I do Coach a lot Santa. of the
3: snapping. I did a lot of the snapping for Kobe this year. Absolutely. But he usually just rubs the head. <laughs> you would just start screaming, Green.
1: Well, I gotta wait till Bobby is being quiet so I can get a word <laughs> in sometimes. So but yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of these are going to be against me, and that's okay. I, <laughs> I, I, I kind of wrote them that way. So, all right, who's more likely to make a better uh, pregame playlist? Coach Green, Coach
3: Santos. I mean, I'm a big fan of Green's playlist to begin with. He made a great one for soccer. I mean, I'm sure Kobe would do fine, but I, I don't really know. He said Jay-Z today. I'm sure he listens to pretty good music, but <laughs> –
1: I'm sure probably, place.
3: it was. It was pretty good, honestly. It'll probably be <laughs> probably me, be
1: very similar. Yeah. Um, who's more likely to get a technical or a yellow card in a game?
3: Kobe got his first technical this year, so it's been a while. You've gotten a couple cards, I think.
1: <laughs> I only got one, I think. But I did get a technical in my only varsity basketball game this year. Yeah, I heard about that too. From the same guy.
3: Same
2: guy. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it took me six years to get one.
1: Really? That was your first one?
2: Well, seven. First one ever. Wow. I don't know what year I'm at. It's six or seven, but that was my first ever technical.
1: I call it six and a half. <laughs> Who, who's, more, who's more likely to aggravate you during a game? You can say,
3: it's all right. Yeah, I, I've yelled at Green in a game before. Because what he does, it, it actually annoys me a lot. He calls, like in, in soccer, you yell, like, mine or keeper when, you, when I want the ball. And he'll yell it from 75 yards away, thinking that he can see from my perspective. And so I've had a, I've had a yell. I was like, you got to stop. I, you have to stop that.
1: I'm like, so, you got to get off the line and go get the ball. Stop waiting around. All right. Two last. Last two. I feel like uh, I'm you
2: guys as therapists right now. <laughs> you guys want to
1: talk who's, it out? Who is more likely to make fun of you?
3: Oh. Yeah, Kobe Col- makes fun of me a lot, honestly. Just, <laughs> really? Just little chirps every once in a while. Good. But I feel like this year I, I, I got it and I was able to kind of like chirp back a little bit. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I mean, I do show up to practice in some outfits, some baggy shirts. I, I you you've seen it in soccer. I deserve sometimes to get poked fun at, but uh, or just the way I speak, the things <laughs> I say when I play. We had to bring it right. back
2: down. Oh, my phone was ringing every day for a new media outlet. Talk want to talk to yeah, the Decker. yeah. So I, I had to yeah. bring them it's back. Too down. Much.
1: It's too much. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. too
2: much. <laughs> All <a> right.
1: <laughs> Which coach is more likely to try something in practice and fail? No, I'm saying like who's more likely to like if I was tr- gonna try like I'm trying to do the drill and I hop in the drill and I like try to score or like Colby takes a shot from somewhere, like who's oh, like more likely that? to fail? I was, yeah.
3: Oh, oh. Sorry. <laughs> I'm <laughs> cutting that out. Well, I'd say that was pretty even. You think so? Yeah, I mean you always come in and just try to finish and you miss the net by whatever amount then. It'll, one in every 15, you'll hit an amazing But the star. But the one, the one is yeah. always, and, like, legit. Yes. it a similar way because he'll, he'll, if the ball lands at his feet, he's shooting it no matter where he is in the court. <laughs> <laughs> he'll just throw it. And it'll go in, like, once every 10. And, it, like, he'll be, like, he'll give you that look. Like, yeah, I did it. Exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm like that. That's what Anthony Davis says. You know. All right. So that's it for, for that. All right. The last game is going to be this, is the one I I was really excited about before it's going to be, you guys are going to try and guess the stat line. So I'm going to give you a stat line from a game. All right. So Declan, all of them are, these will be your stat lines. Um, So I'm not going to tell you the game. Whereas Colby, I'm going to tell you what game it was and tell you the stats. And then I want you to try to guess who the player is on your team. Because if I don't give you the game, it's gonna okay. be, uh, like the this game. year, yeah. If I don't give you the game, it's going to be impossible. It might be impossible anyway, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> and uh, none of them are Declan, though. None of them are Declan. Why? <laughs> that's that's that's
2: all even across the board.
1: <laughs> oh, just wait. All right, here we go. So, Declan, thirty-one points, one rebound, and two assists. What game was that?
3: Is this to me? Yeah. I'm guessing this is Arlington Catholic. That is
1: Arlington Catholic. You are correct. <laughs> Colby. I
3: definitely had more than one rebound. Uh, iPad, I'm don't just, lie.
1: I was given the stats off the iPad. Um, <laughs> Colby, against Archbishop Williams at home. Yep. This person had 19 points and three rebounds. Miles. Yes, sir. Correct. See? There you go. All right. Uh, Declan, uh, these are all from this year: twenty points, nine rebounds, and three steals. Any idea?
3: Maybe Fee in Away. Uh,
1: incorrect, Colby. Do you That's know? I was, oh, really?
2: I actually, I was, I was going to guess Fee Away.
1: It was Durfee. Oh. All right, Colby. Um, Against Bishop Fian, this must have been at home. Did you play them up there? Yeah, you did play them up yeah, there.
2: Twice at home.
1: It, it was okay. one of the home games. Sorry. This, okay. person, this person had 17 points and six rebounds. Right. Wow. Right. <laughs> two for two. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, Declan, 33 points, five rebounds, and three steals. Actually, sorry, that's what it said in the iPad. The book had you for like 38, I think.
3: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you, you, uh, this was Fenwick, this was the first game.
1: It was Fenwick, yes, that is correct. Um, <laughs> I don't know about 38, but. Um,
2: <laughs> it's like a huge difference. <laughs> all
1: right, this, this was against Bishop Fian. I don't know which game it was, so I apologize, but I just thought it found it to be the strangest stat line that I could find. Two points and nine rebounds. Uh, Ethan. It was Miles. Had nine rebounds in a game against FI. Oh, uh, you
2: are right. Because I said that one of the – yeah, I gave a speech about that. Man, I'm upset that I got that wrong.
1: That's all right. You're two for three. You're going to get the next one wrong too, but that's okay. You both are. Um, all right. So, Declan, 10 this, – this is stat sheet stuffer. 10 points, eight rebounds, five assists, four steals, and seven blocks.
3: This was this year? Mm hmm. <clears throat> this Archie's at home?
1: No, this was Bridget Markey against Saint Mary's.
2: <laughs> yeah, I thought that was Giannis.
1: <laughs>
3: I, yeah,
1: I don't, I I don't
2: recall
3: it. It,
1: it looked like Giannis out there sometimes. That I, can't been
2: 70 fantasy points. I can't get
1: over. I can't get over that stat line. That's insane. Wow. She had at least five, like registered at least five in five categories. That's nuts. Jeez. All right. Colby, last one. 17 points seven rebounds and two steals I can't tell you what game
2: and we already we already did uh, we uh, Jacob
1: no this was you against Binghamton in college <laughs> 17 seven and two <laughs> that's when you were at UNH
2: yeah UNH if uh, if we had won that game we would have hosted the American East, uh, conference championship to go to the NCAA tournament. You guys lost though. We lost. Yeah. At the buzzer. It's on, uh, the last like five minutes is on YouTube. It kills me. I still watch it. It hurts.
1: (laughs) They always do. All right. That's all I, that's all I have guys. I appreciate it. I feel like that was, that was really good. And, uh, definitely. I appreciate you being the first guest we'll see we're gonna we're gonna listen to it and see if we think it's any good and then figure out if we're gonna do anything with it but um appreciate you guys getting on and um being the first guest and having fun so we'll see you soon thank you good luck all right guys